Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Cleveland Browns are absolutely throwing away their season. Aside from Deshaun Watson, it is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, my friend. I know the weather outside is gloomy, but that doesn't mean you have to be when we start the show. It's not gloomy. Because you want to be all doom and gloom with the Cleveland Browns, and I don't get you. Let me tell you something. The city of Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns don't need me to be doom and gloom because that's what they have lived for so many years. And unfortunately, it looks to me like it's going to continue, and we're going to talk about that. Well, there are some odd makers out in the desert that just Mm -hmm. so happen to disagree with you about the Cleveland We're going to get into that in just a second. We've got so much to cover, including Aaron Judge and maybe moving across town to the New York Mets eventually. And also, Shohei Otani and what the long-term play is for the Angels with their superstar. But right now, let's roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that one place is those Cleveland Browns. Now, we know that Deshaun Watson has settled 20 of his 24 cases that are against him. We are awaiting what his penalty is going to be, whether he'll be suspended for the entire season, half the season, whatever it's going to be. But when we look at the situation with the Browns, Chris, you pointed out a second ago, the odds makers have them as the best team out of the AFC North to try to win a conference championship. In other words, Mm. they have the best odds at plus 1,000, according to Caesar Sportsbooks. 10 to 1, better than the Bengals, who were just in the Super Bowl, better than the Baltimore Ravens, and better than the Pittsburgh Steelers, all to win the conference. They're not going to have their quarterback for at least half the season, if not more, I think more. I don't understand how you can look at the Browns right now, knowing all of that, and think that with Jacoby Brissett, it's going to be enough to navigate their way through and actually contend to win the AFC this season. Well, Carlin, here's the question that I would ask you. How many games does Deshaun Watson have to miss in order for you to take Cleveland off the board as one of the favorites in the AFC? Eight. It would have to be eight games. So if you missed eight games, you're saying that they're no longer take them a, off as they're a no longer a contender in the AFC. Uh, a true contender to get to the Super Bowl, I would actually put that even lower at six. I would put at that six. at six games. So yes. you don't think it's possible for them to be a wild card team and make a run to the Super Bowl? I think it's possible for them to be a wild card team but not make a run to the Super Bowl at that point. Okay, and that's fair. Well, we yeah. have to acknowledge that the Cleveland Browns didn't just make this trade for Deshaun Watson for the 2022 season. They did not. They got a lot of runway with Deshaun Watson, and they want to put an end to that jersey that has an endless run of names of the starting quarterbacks that have been there since 1999. So I understand why they were aggressive It reeks of desperation, but you are getting a top five to seven quarterback when Deshaun Watson is at his best. But to me, when I see those odds and you put put into context the settlement that Deshaun Watson was able to come to with 20 of the 24 
uh, lawsuits that were pending, it feels like there is momentum toward Deshaun Watson being on the field in 2022. And Carlin, I say that because of this. It was just a week ago where Deshaun Watson said he had no interest in settling the cases and he wanted to prove his innocence. And we're talking about an about face, 180 degrees the other direction with him making these settlements. And it just so happens that last week we also got the reports that the NFL League office was considering a one-year suspension or a one-year banishment of Deshaun Watson. Now, we do know from our very own Jake Trotter, who covers the Cleveland Browns for ESPN, that the NFL has not yet given their recommendation to the disciplinary officer, Sue Robinson, the former federal judge, uh, who is the jointly appointed disciplinary officer in, in such cases. They have not made their recommendation to Sue Robinson just yet. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that the NFL reached out to Deshaun Watson's camp and said, let's put this story to bed as best we can, settle as many cases as you can, so this is not a storyline that's looming over the NFL for yet another season. And in return, we'll actually give you the opportunity to play this season. Not saying that there won't be any discipline, but you'll actually be on the field. Because I have a hard time imagining Deshaun Watson would have any incentive to settle 20 out of the 24 cases and be talking about giving up yet another year of his career. That would be two years off of the field, Carlin. There's no way that Deshaun Watson settles that many cases if he doesn't at least have some kind of inkling, maybe even an assurance, that he's going to have the opportunity to play football this year. Well, number one, there's still four cases out there, so it's not like the story's going away anytime soon. Number two, I get where we're trying to... Well, before to- you can settle all of them, you got to settle some of them. Absolutely. So. But uh, number two, we are in a situation here where you look at... Um, all of these extenuating circumstances, and I totally get why you would come to that conclusion. I'm just not buying into it completely yet. I'm not ruling out the fact that the league could put him aside still for another year. But let's get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. This is all yet to be determined. The Browns have to approach this, and maybe they have been told half a year. You know, maybe they've been told them six games, whatever it is. The Browns still are a team that outside of the quarterback position, whatever happens with Watson, are built to win now. They have established, Baker Mayfield has established, he's not ever playing for them again. And I believe them. A week and a half ago, maybe I would have tried to make this case, you bring him back, you have him be the insurance policy. It's not happening. Nobody wants any part of one another anymore. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's good enough. I think once they get this situation settled, meaning Baker Mayfield situation, get him traded away for whatever they're going to get, they need to turn around and get themselves a better solution than Jacoby Brissett. I don't think he's going to carry them home uh, enough. And I'm not talking about going and winning games. I'd rather see them go and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, to tell you the truth. And I know how many quarterbacks they've added here with Josh Dobbs. They, you can throw everything up against the wall and see if something sticks. The best option for the Cleveland Browns to win in the short term, if they're going to be without to with Sean Watson for half a season, is to go and get Jimmy Garoppolo or go and get somebody that is better than Jacoby Brissett because you can't throw away this year. But it comes down to what it's going to cost you, Carlin. It's not going to cost me a first or a second round pick. Yeah, but even if it costs you a mid-round pick, that's a mid-round pick that the Cleveland Browns can't afford to give away. They gave up a King's ransom to the Houston Texans in order to bring over to Deshaun Watson. 
A wise man once said, blank them picks. Yeah, you can and, say and, blank them but picks. But they're in that all position. Well, that's all well and good, Carlin. But again, how much urgency does Cleveland have to operate with? It's not like they have to win this year before they're going to start losing a lot of core pieces. They got plenty of salary cap space moving forward. Right now, they have the most salary cap space, even with Baker Mayfield on the books, of any team in the National Football League. So I don't know that they necessarily have to go out and find an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. Well, if they have have that salary cap space, there should be nothing from keeping them from trying to use it and trying to go and get somebody like Garoppolo that would actually help them. Again, again, the salary cap space is not the issue. It's the draft compensation that would have to go back to the 49ers. That's the issue. And if it costs you a third-round pick... I'm sorry, that's probably too rich for Cleveland based on where they're at right now. And they're not going to get a third-round pick for trading Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers no. or the Seattle Seahawks. That's not going to happen. I'm so, not again, even... Carlin, I don't know that they should be in a position where they're scrambling to try to trade for Jimmy G. I think Jacoby Brissett is a competent quarterback. He's more than capable of giving you a split in your first four games. And, by the way, Carlin, let's focus on the first four games for the Cleveland Browns, shall we? Let's mm-hmm. look at their schedule. They're at Carolina to open the season. They're home against the New York Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Not exactly murderer's row. No. So if you're talking about starting off the season 2-2 two and two with your backup quarterback, that's not a bad place to be. And once you get to that point – What about the next four? And then the next four? I mean, and, we don't and, know how long they're not going to have them. And that's a great point. But what I'm saying is I think it's more likely than not that we are going to see Deshaun Watson at some point this season. All I'm, ta- I'm simply pointing out is I don't know that they have to have urgency to go out and make that kind of move – Right now, Chris, I don't want to get into the season and you realize, okay, we've got a problem with our quarterback. Then you have the opportunity to make a move, but you don't have to do that right now. You don't have to do that on June 22nd. I have a city that I have put through everything in the history of our franchise in that they haven't won in 60 years. Mm. They haven't they haven't been close in 60 years, truly, to getting a championship. I'm going to ask them to wait again. And again, and say, listen, don't worry. We got it down the road. Don't, we, we're good. We got, how can anybody know whoa, that whoa, for whoa, sure? Whoa, 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 Carlin, two years ago. That's what you're telling them. Two years ago, you're talking about this team being in the playoffs and winning a playoff game on the road against your division rival. It's not like it's not they like the Cleveland the football over. It's not thirty-one like the, times in that. Game. It doesn't matter how they did it. They got they they won the damn game. They and, won and, a playoff and they, game, and they came a possession away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round on the road in Arrowhead. They, they, so Chris, I'm, I'm simply saying it's not like the Cleveland Browns have had their head hung low for a really long time. Things have been bright in Cleveland the last couple of years. Now the way that things went at the end of this season with Baker, that was a little bit of a left turn. But the organization has corrected that with getting Deshaun Watson. Well, have they corrected it? But there's also put their, their fan base in a bit of a grinder with that whole situation to begin with. Because then you just add all of the stupid drama that comes with it. I think it makes it much more difficult. The drama only matters, Carlin, in the offseason when Deshaun Watson is not on the football field throwing touchdown passes. The minute he steps on the field... That's when the healing process with the fan base, the forgiveness from the fans will start to come. Right now, it's hard to stomach when you hear the accusations, and rightfully so, because it's an uncomfortable fact pattern. But when Deshaun Watson goes out on the football field and on any given Sunday is the best quarterback in the National Football League, best believe the Cleveland Browns fans will be okay with the deal that they made this offseason. All I can tell you is if they're going to run Jacoby Brissett out there and expect to contend in the AFC this year, that's foolhardy. I think that's not if you're if you're going to be without Watson for at least half a season, which I I have no reason to believe that wouldn't be the case. 
you are asking your fans to once again sit tight for another year. That's what you're doing. And, and they I know I it. don't know that, Carlin. I don't know that. I, I'm not ready to dismiss the Cleveland Browns as a playoff team if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the first eight games. This has been straight, I'm, not, I'm not ready to do that. This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We have got so much that we are going to get to. More clarification on this situation and how the whole disciplinary process is going to play out. Plus, today is a very big day. In the future of the NFL, we're going to get your perspective on why from one of our NFL experts in just moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. One other issue that we're going to get into with Dan in just moments surrounds what's going on today with Daniel Snyder, the Washington Commanders, and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. And the commissioner today is going to appear in front of Congress. He's got prepared remarks, and then he's going to take questions as well. He's going to do it virtually. And just about an hour ago, a story came out that Daniel Snyder conducted a shadow investigation. This is from Tisha Thompson's story on ESPN.com, that when the investigation was happening into the allegations of what was the toxic work culture within the organization and how much he was centered around it, the investigation that was commissioned by the Washington Commanders at the right. time when they went out and hired Beth Wilkerson to do this independent investigation. On, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, Daniel Snyder did his own investigation 
so that he could go and get text messages and emails from Bruce Allen and a bunch of evidence as possible discrediting virtually every single possible witness that they would ever have, of, of which there are apparently 50 different people inside the Washington organization who are talking about how bad Daniel Snyder was, and he's saying that he is basically being smeared and has gone out of his way to discredit everybody else involved. Big fella, we're talking about workplace harassment that stems back nearly two decades. You're talking about 18 years. Let's keep in mind, Daniel Snyder bought the team in 1999. So essentially, since he's become the owner, this has been the culture with the Washington football team or the Washington commanders, previously known as the Washington Redskins. At some point, we have to acknowledge the uncomfortable fact pattern, much in the same way we talk about Deshaun Watson. We've said it's hard to give Deshaun Watson the benefit of the doubt because of the sheer number of accusers. And you're talking about two dozen accusers in Deshaun Watson's situation. Let's go ahead and double that when it comes to the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Let's double that. You're talking about 50 employees or former employees accusing 11 members of the Washington Commanders organization, including Daniel Snyder, who was directly implicated by Tiffany Johnston, who said that she was instructed to sit next to him after a work dinner for the sole purposes of being in, in proximity to Daniel Snyder and potentially being groped by Dan Snyder. That's how bad this is, big fella. So it's hard to ignore all the facts in the case and all of the allegations. And to me, there's nothing that Roger Goodell could say in, in the congressional hearing that can justify the NFL's position or the commander's position that they did not want a written report made by Beth Wickelson and her staff, and they did not want to release the findings of said report and investigation. Okay, we will get into this in just moments with Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider who joins us right now, but we'll start with Deshaun Watson. Dan, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty in for Greeny today. As always, we appreciate the time. And if you could just... Out of the news yesterday that Deshaun Watson has settled 20 of the 24 cases, just lay out what the impact of yesterday's news was for all involved. Well, I don't think that yesterday's news had a lot of impact. And in fact, the NFL quickly put out a statement that said it wouldn't affect uh, the, the process at all in terms of what they're doing. But uh, it can probably be viewed as a sign that Watson at least thinks this thing is moving toward a conclusion. But when I say conclusion, people have to realize this process is different than it used to be. Under the new collective bargaining agreement, uh, the NFL and the Players Association agreed to uh, appoint a neutral arbitrator for discipline. So once the league, like let's say hypothetically the league announced today that its investigation is concluded and, and they think Deshaun Watson should be suspended, eight games, ten games, a full season, whatever it is. That, that ruling now has to go in front of an arbitrator who's a, a retired U.S. District Court judge named Sue Robinson, and she would have her own hearing. Uh, and we don't really know how long it's going to take. And we don't know what she would, what she would decide, what she would use to decide that, that Watson and the NFLPA will argue on his behalf to reduce whatever the suspension may be. Uh, and, and so even once the league announces something, that doesn't mean this is over. Uh, so I think people have to remember that when, when the decision does come down, what the league wants to do, it's merely – a suggestion for the discipline officer to take under advisement and decide whether she thinks it's fair. Dan, we heard yesterday from our very own Jake Trotter that the NFL has yet to recommend any discipline to Sue Robinson. And, of course, we're waiting for that hearing to take place. 
and for both sides to argue their potential cases or defenses. Uh, I'm wondering if Deshaun Watson settling those cases would in any way affect the recommendation coming from the NFL League office as far as what kind of suspension, what kind of discipline is warranted in this situation. Yeah, I definitely do not get the impression that that settling the cases will affect what the league wants to do. I think this is an indication that Watson knows something's coming, that it's probably going to be serious, and so delaying this any longer really can't help him. See, I think there was a thought that, you know, if these things, if these cases go to trial and more information comes out that the NFL didn't have, and then their recommendation of discipline looks insufficient, right, or inaccurate, that they would look bad and that they might want to wait uh, for that reason. A position that they have been in before, by the way. (laughs) Exactly. So I think the settling of the cases indicates to me that Watson has the impression that that's not going to happen, that the NFL has already taken that potential into account with whatever it's going to impose or try to impose. So this is an effort to sort of get to the next stage as quickly as possible and see uh, if they can get this behind them. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. Okay, from an on-the-field perspective, what I think we can all agree that we're looking at at least six, maybe eight, maybe the season. Who knows? But the Browns are a team, Dan, that has an opportunity outside of whatever the quarterback situation is at the moment with the talent that they have to do some real damage this year. We know that they have brought in Jacoby Brissett. Do they have a? Do they feel like, from what you can gather, they would have a sufficient enough answer at the position when and if they are going to be without Watson for the longest time, where they could actually contend this year? Well, I, I don't know that they feel Jacoby Brissett can get them through a whole season. So if, if, if Watson were to be suspended for the whole season, again, this is if. It's hypothetical. I don't know how long any potential suspension is going to be. Um, but in that case, I, I think that they could look elsewhere. Maybe they jump in on, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo if, if he gets traded or, or released or, or see what else is out there. I don't think that, I mean, unless there would have to be a significant change in the opinions on both sides for there to be a reconciliation with Baker Mayfield. I think that is over, and, right. and I think they'll end up trading or releasing him. But um, man, maybe fences could be mended if, if – um, if that happens, but in that case, Baker would have a lot of leverage. So I, I think the Browns would probably look outside for other options, uh, even if only to augment Jacoby Brissett and, and bring in a good backup for him, if they really do think he's the starter. But um, yeah, I, I, they're bracing for something and the significance of it will probably determine what their next move is. Talking with ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano on Greeny. And, Dan, the other big news of the day in the NFL is Roger Goodell set to testify before Congress today as to the investigation conducted by the league and the Washington commanders into workplace harassment going back 18 years within that organization. I think a lot of people want to know, what's the potential fallout for Roger Goodell, the NFL, for Dan Snyder, and the Washington commanders from these hearings? Well, I think, you know, the first thing is, will they end up having to make more of the investigation into Washington's workplace culture public, which they've resisted doing so far, which is why Roger Goodell is in front of Congress and why Dan Snyder is dodging uh, the request to, to testify in front of Congress. So if if these hearings and this pressure from Congress lead to more revelations from that investigation, then I think things start to get potentially serious, right? Then something could come out that 
puts them in a position where Dan Snyder has to sell the team or, or, or that at least they, they decide they want him to. Uh, I, look, the, the, the one significant piece of fallout from this so far in terms of what, how it's affected the NFL is the stuff that came out about John Gruden that, that ended up forcing his resignation uh, as coach of the Raiders. Is there more of that kind of stuff about other people in there, right? I mean, like, is the, the is the league motivated to keep this quiet because they don't want other stuff like that to come out about uh, other people involved in the league that have nothing to do with Washington? So I, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions, which is why Congress is probing, which is why people are reporting this story, and more is more and more is coming out. So, you know, the effect could be that they're forced to make the report public. And if that's the case, the effect is obviously going to be an undesirable one for Washington and for the league because um, they've been trying to keep this under wraps. Yeah. And and with that being the case, Dan, I mean, it feels like the league once again, and, and we understand why they are protecting an owner and you have a player who's going through what he's, uh, you know, all the allegations against Deshaun Watson and yet you're potentially not treating an owner the same way with other tons of allegations, not exactly the same, mind you. Yeah. But we have all looked at Dan Snyder for the last two years plus, at least, and said, why does he still own this team? What <laughs> would it actually take for Daniel Snyder yeah. to be forced out at this point? You'd have to have 24 of the 32, I guess 24 of the 31 other team owners vote. Uh, to remove him. All right, let me uh, let me then, put it. Let me rephrase it then. then is it then as simple as not them. wanting to set that <laughs> precedent there? Yeah, I don't. I, I would think that you know, get these guys in an honest moment. I, I would. They would tell you they don't want to live in a world where they could potentially be forced to sell their teams. Yeah. <laughs> so they're reluctant to go down that road. Uh, so I think that's seen as a pretty dramatic step by the NFL owners, and, and they're not there yet. Talking with ESPN NFL's insider, Dan Graziano on Greeny. And, Dan, we saw Rob Gronkowski, one of the greatest tight ends in the history of the National Football League, retire for a second time yesterday. What's the likelihood that he stays retired? What is the potential chances that he could return to the Tampa at some point this season? Jeez, his agent came out like a minute later, right, and said, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady called him and he showed up in the season and played again. So <laughs> we have to take that seriously, right? I mean, that's not just him. Yeah, that's not just – he said it's just his opinion, but, you know, there's no way he puts that out there if there's not something behind it. Reminds me, guys, when I used to cover baseball, I covered the Yankees, and Roger Clemens would, like, retire, and then he'd show up halfway through the season and play because he just didn't want to do a whole season anymore at his age. It, it could be a, a situation like that with Gronkowski. could be that he doesn't know. He may feel like he's retired, and it would take a lot to lure him back. But I do think this is a story we'll continue to monitor uh, as the season gets underway, especially if um, the Buccaneers struggle on offense and, and there's a sense that he could help. Rob, here's the deal. Half a season – during practice, you sit up in the in mm-hmm. the in the bleachers. We'll get you a twelve pack of Coors Light. You can sit and watch and enjoy. Just show up on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a good deal to me. Uh, listen, I would take it. No question, Danny. Appreciate it. Giving us great perspective as always. Thanks very much. Take care, guys. Thank you.
ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano filling us in, not just on the commanders, but also on the Deshaun Watson situation. If you're dealing with a dead battery, you got to head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement battery starting at just $79.99 and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. It, it, this is a tough opening paragraph of a story. Washington Commander's owner Daniel Snyder conducted a shadow investigation of allegations that he fostered a toxic work culture within his organization and worked closely with the NFL to monitor and ultimately bury the findings from an official internal investigation. Big fella, why would you feel like you need to conduct a shadow or, uh, investigation if you don't believe that your organization has had any wrongdoing? Because the shadow investigation is not to actually investigate what happened. It's to investigate everybody else that's accusing you of things that happened. It's digging up dirt on everybody else. It is acting in just such an unconscionable manner. But I, I don't know how we should be remotely surprised when it comes to Dan Snyder. And Chris, I think that's ultimately it. And that's, that's this is, so- But this is awful, though. Dan Snyder, in effect, is attacking the victims of workplace harassment within his organization. It's a terrible precedent to set if you're the NFL on shielding Daniel Snyder and keeping the findings from the investigation that Beth Wilkerson did away from the public and away from Congress. To me, if the NFL is serious about changing the attitudes of people within these organizations and within the league, then you have to be transparent about all of this, Carlin. I don't know that there is a way forward in terms of actually sending the message to your consumers, to the general public, that you are actually trying to change in terms of how you relate to women unless they release the findings, they release the report. It, it just there's, there's no way to reconcile the two of those things. So to me, this is going to be very uncomfortable. Roger Goodell testifying in front of Congress, having to go before the firing squad. He's going to have some tough questions to answer, and, and I don't know that he's going to have answers that are going to satisfy the congressmen and women that are going to be asking him those questions. Do you think this is ultimately one of the two following things or something else? Number one, owners don't want to vote him out and force him to sell the team because of what we just talked about with Dan, because if they can do it to him, they can do it to me down the road. Or B, they feel like Dan Snyder's got more than enough dirt on all of us that this would go sour on us. Yeah, I think, I, there... think, I think it's the latter. I, I don't think it's the yeah. former because we just saw they forced Jerry Richardson a couple of years ago to sell the team to David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers. So yeah. I, I don't think it's about trying to huddle up to protect Dan Snyder as much as it is about trying to protect their own interests and limit the ripple effect that this investigation could potentially have. Because as Dan pointed out, you're already talking about a high-profile coach in John Gruden losing his job as a result of some of the leaked correspondence from the investigation. How many other individuals that are currently employed by the NFL or their respective clubs could potentially be at risk of losing their jobs? And in this report, Snyder apparently had 
was able to because he was suing somebody else. And I won't take you through all the different reasons as to why, but he had access to basically every text message, email, anything that had happened and put together a 200-piece slideshow to the league, basically showing them uh, how he could discredit everybody else. And it would not shock me that in that thing, he's basically showing, this is everything I have on you. Big fella, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to try to say, I'm not going to try to make the claim that the allegations against Deshaun Watson and the allegations against the commanders and Dan Snyder are the same because they're not. They're not. But it's misconduct toward women. Yes. And the NFL needs to take a stand with that. So what I'm saying is, I'm with you in terms of the punishment toward Deshaun Watson. He deserves it for sullying the reputation, the integrity of the shield. But if he deserves it, then Dan Snyder does too. And I'm talking about going beyond just a $10 million fine that he got a couple of years ago. Okay? It says it clear as day in the personal conduct policy. Owners are to be held to a higher standard. Well, damn it, if you're going to be serious about what you're saying in your own policies, this is the opportunity to prove it. The NFL is going to tell us a lot about themselves and how serious they are about changing the culture and how they relate to women within that organization by what we see from the fallout of this investigation. Think about everything they have done over the last couple of years to show women, frankly, that they care about them. All of the initiatives that they have started, including female assistants on staffs, making females part of the Rooney Rule in terms of uh, interviewing for executive positions and coaching positions. Hiring Lisa Friel. Hiring Special Lisa Special investigator, yep. The personal conduct policy. And, frankly, every October, everybody's wearing pink for breast cancer awareness. So when you're going to do all of this and you want to show that you care about women... You actually have to do it in real actions when it matters the most. Yes. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. What's the long-term play for the Nets if Kyrie and the team can't get past their, quote, impasse? at least reported one, starting stronger feels better, and it begins at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Normally in our 3 to 7 p.m. 
Eastern Time show. If you haven't checked us out yet, check us out on ESPN Radio. But Mr. Canty, we have spent quite a bit of time talking about Kyrie Irving over the last few days after the news came out, that at least the reports came out, that he was at an impasse with the Nets. And there are so many different machinations of this situation. But the one that really becomes fascinating is what if they actually can't come to an agreement on a contract extension? At that point, what is the right play for the Nets who have poured everything into this over the last seven or eight years to develop players, to turn them into trade ships, to save draft picks, everything they have done to find themselves at this spot, what is the right play at that point if Kyrie wants to be elsewhere and you have Ben Simmons and you have Kevin Durant, do you start thinking about maybe we need to investigate moving Kevin Durant? Well, it's absolutely a conversation, but before I go there, let me start by saying this. There's... There's no world in which I see Kyrie Irving actually being willing to go to any of the teams that actually have the cap space to sign him to a max contract. He's not going to the Thunder. He's not going to the Pistons. He's not going to the Pacers. He's not going to the Magic. That's not going to happen. And the, cont- and, the, and the contenders that are out there, it would be have to be a sign and trade, which would mean he'd have to opt in to that option for $37 million this upcoming season. So – in, in, from my opinion, the Nets hold all the cards, but if Kyrie is adamant that he doesn't want to be there, then you have to ask the question, how much does Kevin Durant want to stay here? And based on the answer that you get from KD, I think that becomes your guidance in terms of charting a path forward. But it's not outside of the realm of possibility that the Nets tear this thing down and push the reset button because you locked in KD at the beginning of last season. He's got four more years and $194 million left on that contract. There are going to be teams lining up and tripping over themselves to trade for Kevin Durant, yeah. who is still one of the top three players in the world. So you'll get a bevy of picks and a bevy of players if you decide that you're going to move KD. So I don't think the Nets are necessarily in a bad place. you still got Ben Simmons. If out of a KD trade, you're at least going to get two more foundational pieces over the course of the next two to three seasons. So to me, that would be the logical course of action. I'm sure that Sean Marks and Joe side don't want to go down that road because it took them so long to get here to set this thing up to have Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons. But it's not a terrible parachute when you think about it for the Brooklyn Nets. If Kevin Durant decides to bail after a situation where Kyrie wants out, it's weak sauce. It's beyond weak sauce. No question. Because think about that for a second. You will have come here wanting to be the alpha, in theory. You're not an alpha. You're a great player, but you are, have never been a leader of a team, and at least a winning team. And then once everything goes wrong with the guy that you handpicked to join you on this little journey, you're bailing out on a team that gave up everything to get you there? Boy, yeah, that, you, you might. Now you're doing major damage. Yeah, to your you legacy. might as well take Durant off of the back of the jersey and put Cupcake on the back of the jersey like Russell Westbrook yeah. did. I mean, that's essentially what it is. And I remember when yesterday when KD asked you on Twitter. Yeah, we had a little what, back and what, forth what does, yesterday. What does being an alpha mean? And you sent him a gift of Steph Curry holding up the Larry O'Brien Trophy at the Warriors Parade <laughs> on Monday. So I mean, that, that's the reality of where things are at. If Kevin Durant decided to leave. That would be an admission that the Brooklyn Nets experiment has been an abject failure. By the way, that gift was your idea. I was told later that that was, quote, an aggressive move. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.